Good morning, everybody. Hello and welcome to episode number 86, mm. I think, of the Audio Podcast uh, with the VK Bros, Jason and Alex Honkannel. Fix, How are you fix it in post if it's not 86. I think it's 86. You guys will get over it. I'm not fixing nothing in post. Yeah. Uh, no, good. I've been, I've been really busy. Uh, I've got a big day today, so we probably will cut this one a little bit short. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got some, I've got some stuff that I'm working on. Uh can I start off with a quick nerd out about a video game? Sure. So I downloaded a game called Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a bit of a story behind Star Citizen. It was a crowdfunded project that started in 2014. Right. And it's raised over $350 million. Wow. And it's still in alpha stage. That's <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are calling it a scam. It would seem that way. They they put something out, I guess. But I, you know what I'm like. I've done heaps and heaps and heaps of research. As far as I can see, the guy just realised that this business model works where you can just keep getting money in mm. and keep fulfilling your dream. Because mm. I downloaded the game. Now, it was a nightmare to download. It was, I think it was 60 gig. Then, then the update was 60 gig. Then the update, the second update was 9 gig. Then the third update was like 900 meg. So it took me two days to get it going. Right. Cost me 44 US to buy my first ship. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a full open galaxy where there's different planets. You can fly to any of them. Mm-hmm. You can interact with everything. It's, there's, it's multiplayer, so there are other people in that universe. Yep. And you can do jobs out there. You can, you, you know, you, you can mine you can do all this sorts of stuff and it's beautiful like it looks stunning and some of the graphics capabilities that they've built are like just super impressive mm-hmm. but what was funny there's no um there's no like well there might be a tutorial it was not obvious to me right but i knew i was in for trouble when i opened the the controls for the key bindings mm-hmm. and every key's assigned something <laughs> including the function keys Oh wow! Including the number pad keys, like if yeah. you run, if you run a like a specific gaming, like your your laptop, you don't have enough buttons because <laughs> you don't have the number pad. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's it's wild. So you buy you start off and you buy yourself a chip. Uh, I bought the cheapest, gnarliest chip because you can you can either cheat and just give them US dollars and buy something cool, or you can earn it in game by doing stuff in game. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I just want to. I don't know if I like the game yet, so I'll just start cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out how to find my ship. So you have to take like a shuttle bus to a different part of the base. Um, go to a terminal. So is this like a first person game? Or? First person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then then I called my ship to a. Hangout says go to hangar four. Okay, find the elevator. Yeah, hangar four. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's my ship. Open the door, get in, close the door, push the button. Okay, figured out how to turn the ship on. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Oh, going forward. Okay, oh, going back. Okay, yeah, cool. Go forward. I just thought the hangar door would open. No, <laughs> had to watch a YouTube video on how to open the hangar door. <laughs> so you have to speak right. to. You have to ask comms. Yeah, so this is the stuff that normally would be the tutorial part Correct. of the game, te- teaching yeah. all these mechanics, yeah. So then, okay, I go to the terminal and find a job to do. All right, there's a there's a package that they want delivered, so I've got to go and pick up the package. Yep. It's 36,000 kilometres away on a different planet. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so I just start flying there, but the, it, it's so slow, it doesn't seem to tick over. I'm like, this can't be right. Like, I'll be here for days. Yeah. No, you can hyper jump. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... 
watch a YouTube video on how to hyper jump. So figure out how to do that. Hyper jump. Yeah, cool. Wrong galaxy. <laughs> I'm now 60,000 kilometers away from the target. Not 30,000. I just went yeah. in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Which happens, right? Yeah, of course. Bad sat nav. Uh, okay, well, I'll just jump to the correct place. Of course I can't. No Got fuel. My fuel. <laughs> have to get fuel. So I'm trying to figure need out... a job. So <laughs> afford fuel. So I'm just on... I'm in the atmosphere out... No, outside of the atmosphere of a different planet. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'll go to the planet yeah. and find some, like, fuel up. Aim my... There's no waypoints. It's not bringing up any waypoints. But if I pull up my, like, um, my hyper jump, then it brings it up. Mm-hmm. So I hyper jump closer, only like 6,000 metres, I hyper jump. Mm-hmm. And I'm still f- far away. And I've f- kind of figured out, and I can't be doing it right, but... It doesn't sound like it. Where I'm pulling up the hyper jump thing to, for it to give me the waypoints of where the bases are. Yep. So finally, now I'm in control and I fly to a base. I find a base. I thought, okay, I'm not going to just be able to land. I'm going to have to ask. So mm-hmm. I open the comms channel up, ask. Right, yep, here's a landing no. zone. <laughs> Not landing zone, they give me a landing point. Mm-hmm. Beautifully slick. All right, cool. So I push F4, which goes to my third person view. I'm outside and I can see. Well, I've got to drop my landing gear, right? Yep. Push V or whatever it is, put the landing gear down. And then there's a button that decouples you so that, like, all the motors turn off and it just holds you, like, in stasis. I'll push the wrong button. I've just pushed a, pushed a boost button. I've just run straight until the, the ship, <laughs> blown my ship up, and I'm dead now. And you're a terrorist too. Well, who knows? I wake up. Maybe that's what actually happened. Well, then I wake up back at the start in a hospital gown. Yeah. In a hospital in the in the city that I started in. That's cool. I can't find my fucking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm running around the entire base with the robe on. <laughs> There's 10 or 15 floors of units. Yeah. I've been to every door. None of the doors open. <laughs> so I don't know which one's mine. <laughs> and then I got nauseous and I quit. <laughs> sounds like an ultra frustrating way to essentially become an inter- interplanetary Uber-, Uber Eats driver. Oh, I felt like an Amazon. Like... Uh, it, what's the opposite of Amazon Prime is like Amazon Subprime. <laughs> but I will give it another go tonight because I can see how it would be, especially if, if, if the guys came on mm. and like we could all do some missions and stuff together. I think it would be cool. It's just learning the ropes. It's yeah. such a big learning curve. So. And it sounds like it's, it sounds like a good, interesting concept. And clearly if they're like the size of all the update downloads mm. are as big as what you were saying they're clearly putting lots of work into it like do you know how big the team is that's working on the game I don't know but it's huge now it's yeah. huge because this is this crowdfunded did this originally begin as an individual crowdfunding or is this like a small company or has it become a small company now I think it was a guy that had built something really good for a larger studio has mm. gone on and to do his own right thing. And he, it's just uh, to me, it's just him fulfilling his dream. I can see, yeah. I can see what he's trying to achieve, and it's it, it is amazing, mm. uh, and it will be very cool. I've just got to figure it out. But if I, if it gives me nausea, because uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was that or something else, I'll I'll bin it. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Um, now, I wanted I, I need to fix something I said in the last podcast, which was about the electric cars. Mm-hmm. I thought that there was 
no, or only one electric car that was available under the $58,000 threshold that mm-hmm. Anastasia Palaszczuk is incentivising us from the 1st of July. Mm-hmm. There's six. Okay. Uh, As in six vehicles in stock left in Australia. <laughs> yeah. But six electric cars, most of them Chinese. Right. And one Japanese car. And then I was thinking, are we just free... Like, are we just giving another industry a free kick? Are yeah. we just enabling that Chinese automaker because being in the car industry for my whole life mm-hmm. I've gone through these phases yep. luxury car tax was introduced to protect local vehicle manufacturing yep. because all imported cars were expensive mm-hmm. well a lot of them were expensive back then so they introduced it at the time I think it was a 33% tax or something yep. on any car over $60,000 mm-hmm. or $67,000 to try and help now we no longer have any vehicle local manufacturing mm-hmm. LCT is still around. Yeah. Now this this incentive, uh, we're just we're, we're subsidising overseas manufacturers, like it's it's supposed from to... one particular country. Well, yeah, and whereas okay, because Tesla, you could get into a Tesla for early sixties. Mm-hmm. So really, what's the difference? Like if if you added five thousand instead of making a fifty eight thousand dollar limit, make it a sixty two thousand or sixty three thousand dollar limit, mm-hmm. you might be able to get into a Tesla. Yeah. Well, what don't we follow America's... Like, that's an American company. Hmm. Aren't we in cahoots with America? Aren't we paying too much money at the fuel tank because our friends, America, are deciding to shirt front uh, Putin? Well, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say, no, that's not the reason why we're paying what we are for fuel. But There's so much more involved in it. For, for sure. But, yeah. but we're supposed to be friends with America. Yet yeah. We're not incentivizing business... At all. But this gets back to what I was talking about with the, like the drug thing in, in Australia. We've got a socialised healthcare system and we should be socialising the production of drugs that that healthcare system uses. Mm. Well, now, okay, we want to move towards green, en- uh, green energy and we want to move towards electric cars. Why don't we start building them here? Why can't we just go, hey, we're going to throw some fucking money at this because this is the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, like we're, I saw on the news this morning, we're opening a Moderna factory in yep. Australia so we can produce Moderna vaccines. Okay, so it's not all about production costs because we can produce something over here. Yeah. So why aren't we, why aren't we going, hey, instead of three grand off a select view, a select six different models of Chinese car that mm. you can buy, how about we go, we're going to throw massive subsidies down to any manufacturer who wants to actually build those cars over here. Yeah. And fund local industry again, instead of taking, again, our tax dollars and just sending them to China, because that's essentially what that's, you're doing. That is, that is what we're doing. And now the other thing, too, I had a big discussion with, with a friend yesterday who's a car nerd like me, and why, we're pushing this so much, but this electric car thing, but we don't know what we're causing ourselves. Hmm. Like, we've got the highest energy prices yeah. in the world, Yep. yet you want to use that to drive around, like to commute around. Yeah. And that's that's the other thing too about local manufacturing. The misconception in Australia is the reason why we don't manufacture anything locally is because the cost of wages is too high. The number one cost in manufacturing is energy. That's why people don't do it here. Mm. So if you could move towards having cheaper energy, then you're going to solve that manufacturing problem as well. And that was where we got to was, and we, we had this conversation during the week, and we, I think we spoke about it in the last podcast, which was generation should be the 
the, the key point. Mm-hmm. Where are we generating this power? Why are we investing in generating power? That mm-hmm. $3,000 should be put towards, and now I hate government subsidies. I don't like any of them, yep. okay? Because, anyway. We've spoken about this before. Yeah. All it does is raise the cost of whatever it is. Yeah, and, and it just allows inefficiency and rorting. But if that was in doing the solar panel thing, even though, like, that is a thing, but it's mm-hmm. not the thing, you know, where's... Can, can we just can we just get over the fact? Can't we just say that let's get rid of these nuclear rules and just build a nuclear power plant? Yeah, like the rich countries do. Mm-hmm. And the other, like the anecdote that I came up with in, in regards to all this pushing of batteries. Oh, battery, battery, this, battery, that, battery, that. Sprouting batteries in electric cars to fix the fuel mm. prices is like giving jerry cans to people to like. Batteries are a store of energy. That's right. They do not generate the energy. Yeah. We don't need batteries. We need capacity. We need the we need the infrastructure to create mm-hmm. energy. That's mm-hmm. what we need. Yeah. But we're not even looking at it. No. I think I'd read a stat the other day which said that Australia imports ninety percent of the energy that it uses. So you got to really? think. Yeah. So you got to think about it from like a, a national. But we're coal, secu- we use coal. Yeah, I know, but we import it because all all of our coal is like this prestige coal. Like I, I remember hearing something about it, but the reason why all China, miners out there, and we've got a lot of minor listeners, can you put in the? Can you tell us what? Yeah, tell us exactly what the differences is, is between the different coals. But I know that our we have a specific type of coal in Australia, which a lot of the Chinese power plants are optimised to use that specific type mm. of coal only. That's why they're so reliant on our coal. But it also means that we are sending all of that high-quality coal to China. We're selling it to them because we go, oh, hey, how good is this? We're going to make a profit off it. But then we've got to go and buy our energy from somewhere else yeah. as well. And this is the issue when we talk about globalisation a lot. And when you we are fully globalised in this country when we really don't need to be. We could be so much more self-reliant than we are. We've got an abundance of natural resources. We've got oil over here in Australia. We've got natural gas in Australia. We've got all of this open land that you could just bite the bull and put out nuclear power plants into these places away from town centres or whatever it is that you're concerned mm. about. We've even got the uranium to run the shit. But and, and like we said in the previous... Like, we, we are transferring energy for worthless fiat money. Yeah, yeah. On a, on a, on a like, a, you know, this hamster wheel mm-hmm. economy that we have. Mm-hmm. You're right. The, the, you know, the, the economies of the future is going to be energy. Yeah, and it's, it's a national security issue because the, the, like, we always say the saying, you know, money makes the world go round. Well, you got to keep the lights on. Mm. Energy keeps the lights on. Mm. Energy keeps... It's a currency. That's right. Uh, there's a joke in there too. The currency. currency. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy that domain. You should. Yeah. But en- energy is... Would it be is, spelt exactly the same? Uh, currency is... A current is a C-U-R-R-A. Whereas currency is C-U-R-R-E. What about a black current? That's A. So is that the same as the electric one? 
This the flow of electricity. This is what the people tuned in for. <laughs> <laughs> Just a deep dive into my mind. Yeah. But that that's the thing. So really taking a step back and looking at the whole picture, the biggest problem that Australia's got is our federal election cycles are every three years. So every single thing we do is short-term thinking. Mm. Everything we do. You look at like the Scandinavian countries with their sovereign wealth fund where all of their natural resources that they mined and sell, that money goes into a sovereign wealth fund, which is then used and invested in for the mm. good of the people and their future. That's a very intelligent thing to do as a country. We ain't got no sovereign wealth fund over in Australia, but we've got an abundance of natural resources that are allowed to be sold where the profits go into the pockets of a few. Yeah. We've got the ability to, to create these things. We've got... And like... Just look at the look at the resources that we've got as well. Like land. We've got space over mm. here that we don't use. Like if you look at Australia as a map about where all the people live and where no one lives, look at all that empty space. It's ludicrous that we're living on top of each it's other. It's insane. On the coast. Yeah, <laughs> and we talk about, oh, Gold Coast so overpopulated. Mate, I was in traffic for 25 minutes. Yeah, right? Like we've got so much land that we could be using for energy production, which we could be using for farmland, which we could be using for vehicle manufacturing. We've got so like we got. And we ev- thought this was going to happen. We thought we were going to become more nationalistic uh, during COVID when we realised we couldn't rely on other countries. Yeah, and what have we done? The opposite. We've done nothing. Yeah. Like I said, like my rant the other week. Even when it comes to COVID, we have produced things in Australia that we don't buy. Like we've got a locally created vaccine that's not even approved yet and the TGA is putting off even looking at it. Mm. We have got locally um, uh, produced rats, Mm. which I think Melbourne just ordered some, but fucking way too late. Like, these things were available 12 months ago while other countries were ordering them. I sent the group chat. I was in... um, I can't remember what shop I was in. And someone was... had heavily discounted rats. Yeah. (laughs) And we had a joke because, like... All these people had been gouging on price. That's and people right. have been buying them and, and reselling them at a profit. Mm-hmm. And now, like, no one cares anymore. Yeah. All these all these people who went big on rats are the same people who bought Bitcoin in, like, 2017. <laughs> They're the ones that got in when it was at the peak, thinking they were going to make I a big profit. Like, I don't like you besmirching the fine name of uh, Bitcoin because those I, holders... Those holders of the most expensive Bitcoin from 2017 mm-hmm. are still double Yeah, now. but rats have an expiry date. That's the key difference. True. So anyone who, who buys, like, buys rats like... at the peak, they're hopefully fucked now. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? So think about Australia as a country. What have we got here? We've got an extremely... Like, we always say, oh, education's a big, uh, one of our greatest exports. So we've got a massive and amazing education system when it comes to tertiary education for overseas kids, yep. our public school system needs a lot of work. But in, you know, we've still got a public school system, like a lot of countries don't. We've got space. So we've got expertise. We've got space. We've got... Resources. Resources. We've got a relatively rich country. We could be... We've, in... got, uh, we've got access to water because we're, we're an island. Yeah, we've got access to sunlight yep. because we have fuckload of it over yep. here. We've literally got every single Heaps of material that you need to have a standalone country. Yeah. And yet, as the last two years have shown, if if World War Three kicks off and all the borders get closed overnight, we've got big problems. It's really a failure of markets. 
because there will be a bunch of people who have made a bunch of marketplaces for all these items and commodities. Everything that you've just spoken about is in the marketplace mm-hmm. and people are buying and selling contracts on all of those things that you've spoken about. Yeah. And that has been a failure of that market system. It's, it is that exacerbated by failure of government to regulate correctly. Mm. And that gets back to like what you were saying about the cars. We had all these taxes imposed purely to support local manufacturing. We've had no local manufacturing for years now, and yet we still continue to keep those taxes. So then that, where, where, are those tax, where are those tax dollars going? Mm. Presumably they're going towards some other project, but it's like, hold on, perhaps we need to relook at our taxation system and say, okay, it makes sense when you go, I've got a balance sheet and I need to have X amount of billions per year to do all of these different projects. And I'm currently getting this money. And then you'd go, okay, well, we can't afford to get rid of LCT yet because where are we going to then get that money from? But maybe that's what we need to start looking at. We need to start looking at, instead of just going, well, no, this has always been there, so we're just going to keep that sure. money coming in. For sure. Name a tax that has stopped there. There's none. Yeah. Because, and, and that, look, I think it comes down to there is a massive inefficiency in, in government spending, which we know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also uh, a big power, um, what's the word? Like a, the people, I think, don't have as enough say in this system, at, like as a democracy, mm-hmm. that they know that they can just do dumb stuff and mm-hmm. never get held to account. Yep. I think that it kind of falls in with what I wanted to talk about, which is coming into election time. Mm -hmm. So South Australia just had their state election. Mm -hmm. There must be a local election coming up here soon because they're all starting to spruik. I'm seeing advertising, seeing people stand with placards and whatnot. And we're coming close to a federal election. Mm -hmm. So now's the time where people start throwing the free stuff around. Yeah. So from a federal point of view, I've seen, oh, like... um, log into your settling and just see how much money you got. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so now we... That's, like, that's how... Uh, trans, well, not transparent. That's how blatant we are being yeah. with our bribery. Just and check your account. There's money there. Yeah. Vote for me. And it is bribery. And it, this is something that I've really only become acutely aware of in the last few years, which is that the majority of people are not engaged in politics. They don't care. They couldn't care less. However, in Australia, it is, com- it is compulsory to vote. So what do the major political parties do? They just buy the votes of the disinterested majority. And it happens every time. And they do the big... That's why they do the budget just before the election. A good friend of mine, who's a good friend of the show, said to me 18 years ago, well, sitting down, I was a young man. He's older than me. We're coming up to an election... And I said to him, I don't care. Mm. I don't give a shit. I don't get involved. And all he responded back with is, one day you will. Yep. And it stuck with me forever. He's so right. And you can have so many conversations with people. And the one I love is, you know, I spoke to someone who was stoked that they got a thousand dollars extra because of like some, some emergency payment or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, but has that even come close to covering the costs mm. in excess of what they were 12 months ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I said, well, so the, same, the person that's given you the small carrot yeah. has taken a far bigger carrot. Mm-hmm. You need to understand that, man. 
Yeah, we need right. to understand that to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And everyone needs to understand too, these these payments that we get, it's our fucking money. Yeah, they yeah. just give it back to you. Yeah. And what, what, what? But I want to say that, I want to say there was, uh, everyone's getting grilled about petrol prices, right? Mm. And all the news outlets are hounding any politician that they get on about reducing the fuel excise. Mm-hmm. And no one, like, no one's addressing it. Yep. They're keeping that. There mm-hmm. is no way they're going to do it. Which is just seems crazy to me that it is probably the biggest. Like, I know truck drivers stop driving trucks yep. because of the fuel price. Mm-hmm. I know Uber drivers who have stopped driving Uber because mm-hmm. uh, they can't afford to. Yep. You know, like, that, is, that has been a, a ramp up in price that's hit people so hard mm-hmm. that it's changed their lives. Yeah. And there is literally a lever that the government could pull and fix it. Yeah. But choose not to. Now, and I know yet, that, I and know yet they're, they're very ready and willing to go, oh, inflation's a problem. Let's raise interest rates. Yeah. Right? So so there's these levers that they can pull to either make things better or worse for everyone in the economy. And it appears they've got an easy lever they could pull to alleviate some expenditure. They're not happy to pull that, but they will be happy to pull the one which creates more expenditure. I want to come back to that. I want to come back to that that um, interest rate lever. Mm. But I, I just want to say first, the do you know the political one that's worked for me? The bribery that worked for me? Has it worked for you or on you? For me. Okay. Oh, sorry, it's worked on me. Yeah. Sorry, worked on me. 23rd, I think. 23rd. No, must be 27th. Anyway, on the weekend in my local area. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Free coffee and sausage sizzle from local council putting on in a park. Really? Yep. I'm in. <laughs> it was just a yellow page in my uh, letterbox. Mm-hmm. Mint. This guy, I'll read the name on it. I'll actually I'll delve a little bit deeper. But it did get me. I was like, oh, yeah, I want a free coffee and a sausage sizzle. I love coffee and sausage sizzles. Yeah. Now, going back to the interest rate thing. It's funny how that's become the lever that everyone assumes is the only thing you can do to slow inflation. Yeah. But when I was talking to this friend yesterday, we've been in the industry for about the same amount of time mm-hmm. and we've seen the same uh, ebbs and flows in, in an economy. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been very interested in financial markets for probably 15, 16 years now, mm-hmm. right? And we were talking about some of the crazy cars that have sold you know, like classic stuff that yeah. in two years or three years has doubled in price. Yeah. He, a friend of his had a um, property bought for $2 million in 2014, sold for 7.5. Yeah. Do you know what this sniffs of again? GFC. Mm-hmm. The only difference is all the leverage, sorry, the difference is this time, there's not as much leverage. When I say leverage, I mean borrowing, mm-hmm. like from banks or financial institutions, on other stuff that's not property. Whereas this yeah. seems to be an all property. I've done very little finance deals in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. 95% have been cash. Yep. But a lot of people are ticking up really hard on property yep. to crazy levels. Tamarind Mountain just had a record... Seven million dollar sale, yeah. And another real estate agent said, "Well, I've just I've got a contract on for eight. I'm just waiting for that to go through." Yeah. This is silly season again. We just had one in our street uh, 
one of the houses which is on a block smaller than ours that just sold for a million bucks. And it was a that's a, a record for this area. So you can't get caught up in this hysteria. No. This is what... To, so in 2008, this is what it felt like to sell cars. Someone would come in and say, hey, I want to buy that top-of-the-range thing, whatever you've got. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, have you got a car to trade? Yeah, I do. Do you have finance on that trade? Yeah, I do. Uh, okay, well, we'll be able to roll the finance on it. Didn't matter if there was a shortfall. Um, you know, let's say you had a $50,000 car, you owed sixty on it. Didn't yeah. matter, we're just going to add that $10,000 to the, the top of yeah. your new loan and you're going to get approved and everyone made heaps of money until the underlying assets dropped. Yeah. And, and for the GFC, it was housing prices. Mm-hmm. So once, because you've leveraged so much against one asset, when that asset moves in value, you're very... Uh, susceptible to um, problems. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about houses that have doubled in price in six or seven years, yeah, uh, it's very good for the people that bought before. Yeah. But if you're buying now, mm. at the peak, like this is the peak bubble, this mm-hmm. is exactly the same feelings. People are just paying whatever for whatever, yeah. whenever. Yeah. It's not good times. Yeah. Now, I bought in the top. So my, my first house that I bought I bought in 2008 I got caught up in the hysteria yeah and I got a 3% like I had to put 3% deposit down mm-hmm. she can't I don't even think you can get that no, anymore probably not um, well you can but your interest rate's ridiculous through a second tier lender yeah but was it 9.89% like I was paying back then that's probably ridiculous these days yeah on a mortgage well it was ridiculous then too but everyone was paying so mm. and and just to paint a bit of a picture on let's say it was a three hundred thousand dollar loan, my payments at the time were about thirty eight hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. and at the end when they dropped down in into the threes, it was like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So it is a massive, massive, massive difference. It's huge, and that's the lever that they're going to pull. I think once the federal election goes through, I don't think they'll do anything before, mm-hmm. but then the Reserve Bank's going to start winding it up, and it'll be in big step ups too. It'll be quarter of a percent. Yeah up, 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 like three, four in a row mm-hmm. because the way that money is being spent now, this is unsustainable. Yeah. This is an unsustainable... Uh, I've seen it before. We're back in that cycle again. Yeah. And so if you're finding yourself in the hysteria, if you're finding yourself like, no, got to do it, got to buy something now, mm. call your jets. Yep. Let's just reassess, um, have a look around, see what's really happening. If it's record, 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 record price... Mm-hmm. It doesn't go like that forever. No. It has to stop. Yeah. And especially, as we've spoken about before, you've got record housing prices and the economy's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, just think about that. Why? Why are we getting record prices on housing when people can't afford them? And what's going to happen when the bubble does burst is exactly the same as what happened in the GFC. The regular people lose. Yep. Because people who've gone out and bought, prices, uh, bought houses in the hysteria and are paying through the roof and then everything tanks and they lose their jobs and they can't afford to keep up with their repayments, they have to fire sale out of their house, which they'll lose however many hundreds of thousands of dollars on that house that they bought. Well, who's buying that? The wealthy people already got the money. Or hedge funds or superannuation So that's what's happening. Companies. The rich people now uh, are selling. Mm-hmm. And they are waiting for the next time to buy back in. Yeah. Which may not be too far away. Yeah. So, it, it look, it depends on what... If they keep interest rates low, it'll just keep going. Yeah. Because the money is so cheap out there mm-hmm. that why not mm-hmm. use it? You know, I, I've been caught in the hysteria myself. I, I get thoughts all the time saying, 
why don't you just go and get like a massive loan? Mm. Because you're going to make 8% on the markets and if you can borrow at three, yeah. well then, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an easy 5% yep. that, that you could make there on leveraged money. Mm-hmm. But my inner conservative is like, no, 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 let's just wait. Let's yeah. just wait for the opportunities to, to, to show. It is a long game. Mm-hmm. There's no get-rich-quick schemes. Yep. It is a long game, and there is, uh, yeah, I think there's some pain coming. But something that they keep bringing up, which uh, is um, unemployment figures. Mm. Oh, it's the lowest it's ever been. I just, I'm not seeing that. Do you know- I've seen more shops closed than I've ever seen before in my life. I know people in my network who don't have jobs, that yeah. have had jobs forever. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how they're getting that figure. Is it eligible workers? Well, I have been told this that they use if you are studying at TAFE or uni, mm. if you're enrolled, that means you're employed. You're employed. Yeah. So you're out of that figure. So I don't know if that's because now the unis have opened back up again. Mm. Does that skew the figures? It just doesn't seem right to me because anecdotally, my in my circle, there's not more work. There's yeah. less work. And I know dealerships that are downsizing, you know? Yeah. I know when they've spoken about unemployment figures being good, I've not really seen them speak about underemployment too much. Yeah, a couple of so, mentions on ABC okay. about it. Because that's another thing that um, you can use is you can go, oh, yeah, look, everyone's employed, but people who had full-time paying jobs before might be on casual now or might be on part-time now yeah. or earning less money. Uh, part of me does wonder if it's like, oh, we only based on eligible workers. So if you're one of those nurses or police or whatever who got punted because of the mandate, they're like, oh, that 5%, they don't actually count. Yeah. You're not an eligible worker. There could be that, yeah, for sure. And know, they, there, there's probably some sort of fuckery with the numbers because, hey, it's politics and that's what we do. Yeah, right? had, had a lie with statistics. Yeah, because um, you're right. Like, uh, anecdotally, speaking to friends, family, whatever, like, like you said, I, I walk... Well, I, I drive through areas near my house and I see for rent signs in shops that were populated before the mm. pandemic or even up until 12 months ago mm. because it, when all the subsidies stopped, all these places shut down. Yeah. Right? Like how the unemployment figures can look so good when businesses have all closed down and I just don't... Uh, you're I right, can't I don't see, see it. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem to correlate for me. Yeah. So I'm sure there'll be some skullduggery going on there, but... Look, it's just something to keep in mind when when someone's using. If, if like for example, if you're seeing a, your local politician gloating about unemployment, but you've got friends that were employed before that aren't now, and you haven't got any more friends that were unemployed before that now are employed, maybe just go. Okay, if that's if that's what your yeah. claim to fame is, then you haven't got much to offer. Yeah, and look, can you guys can you tell us in the comments? Like jump on YouTube, go on in the comments and tell us what your personal anecdotal experience is. Because obviously we can only go off ours and mm. we've got our limited circle that we speak to. And we would love to get some uh, perspective from other people. And here's probably something else that I'd throw out there as well. So let us know what your experience is personally or with your group of friends or or just people that you know. But also include things like, so I know, for example, there's a lot of industries where there's deadlines to be vaccinated, which are coming up, and then soon those people will be out of work. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure Woolies is either the end of the month or has just passed or something like that. For And that, that vax mandate was put in late last year. Yeah. So I've got a few friends that work for Woolworths who are all going, well, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do after that. So... 
there might be some deadlines looming where a whole bunch of people just flood the market anyway, which is maybe why we're talking about unemployment figures now. Because now they look good, but then at the end of the month... Yeah, when... why not? That's maybe why they called the figures now. Yeah. Um, and whilst whilst on that, on that note, uh, I'm assuming the figures of people that are watching these videos on YouTube and that aren't subscribed mm-hmm. is a percentage. Yep. And therefore, if we can ask, push the subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Like, put something in the comments. Yep. Even if you put some slanderous comments in the in, in the comments, it helps the algorithm mm-hmm. and it would help us out. It is slowly growing. Yeah. Over over time too. I don't know what the um what the uh, podcast downloads mm-hmm. are like, but you know, I, I I think I think I've been happy with. Yeah, we're getting like it's it's a very slow burn, but we are getting consistent growth just over a long period of time. Yep. And. We want that growth to be organic, but obviously any help that you guys can give us to grow the channel, if you think it's worth if anything to anyone else, like please share it with them, and um, we appreciate your being here too. It's, it's yeah. massive for us. Yeah, yeah it's, re- it's really cool. So thank you. Um, one of the other things I wanted to speak about, I just want to give, there's one brief thing, and then I want to move on to another subject, but I just want to give a shout out to Ash Barty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just retired. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, this is my opinion only, her retiring at 25 on top makes her the GOAT when it comes to Australian sports people. I think so. And this, I, yeah, I had the same feeling. Yeah. And this is, this is why. One of the things that everyone loves about Ash Barty is she's one of the most humble people that you'll ever meet. Mm. And you need to understand, she, she made a choice between tennis and cricket. She could have been at the top of the game in both sports. Yeah. And most people, well, a lot of people realise that. But there's not that many people out there who can just go, oh, I can literally do all these different things. Mm. Not only has she chosen tennis, uh, I think she's been world number one for the last three years in a row, so she's got the record of consecutive weeks at number one. And look, people might have said there's an asterisk there because of the pandemic, because a lot of tournaments and stuff didn't go ahead and, you know, but whatever. Whatever. The world is the world. Yep. And at 25 years old, she's opted out, she's made all the money in the world, and she's gone, okay, I want to get out, do something else, and start thinking about starting a family. And I was thinking about this. One of the things I think is the most impressive about her is that she does not let what she does define who she is. Yeah. And this is a problem that you see, particularly with sports people, but you see with anyone who's got a level of success in whatever it is that they do, that all of a sudden their profession defines them as a person. Yeah. And I don't think with Ash Barty, she's ever defined herself as a tennis player. Yeah. She's Ash Barty. Yeah. She could have been a cricketer. She chose tennis, but she's Ash Barty at the end of the day. And I think that's an amazing quality. And I think that is an amazing lesson for young people in particular in that, like, you don't have to dedicate yourself to one thing for your entire life. Yeah. There's options out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you... When you try to do something hard, like you'd know this with going to the gym, for example. If you try oh, you to noticed. I just... When I explain what I'm talking about, then you'll realise why I brought it up with you in particular. Oh. So you'll notice when you try to do something hard, sometimes it's really easy to lose focus on that. Yeah. And you just go, you know what? This thing is too hard. I'm out. And if you try to apply that to literally anything but long term... That's that's just like every single day is a grind and you, you rarely get the chance to actually stop and appreciate everything that you've done. Mm. But also stop, remove the the um, blinders because you've got that tunnel vision, single-minded tunnel vision on the one project. 
you you don't give yourself the the chance to stop and go. Are there any other options here that I want to I want to explore? Yeah, I I wonder if there is a little bit of uh, the indigenous culture that's made her do that. Yeah, maybe because that is that is something that's very very much ingrained, like that walkabout sort mm-hmm. of um, um, culture. But I was so impressed. I was like, you're at the top of the sport. You've done everything you wanted to do and more. Yeah. And you're jumping out like, uh, and and you're not fearful of missing out. That's right. I yeah, I yeah. I'm so impressed. That's, I think it's really cool. That is, you won the game. Yeah, yeah. You won absolutely. It's the The only other person that I can think of who's done the same thing is uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov in MMA. He was he ended his career I think at 30 wins zero losses, either 29 or 30 wins zero losses. Ended it as a champion. Everyone wants him to come back because he matches up well against literally every person that's yeah. come after him. And he goes, no, no, I'm done. Like, yeah. I was never in this for the money. I was in it for the competition. I got more money than God. He gets paid way more money outside of MMA than what he gets paid inside of it. But he dipped out on top. And he Nico still Rosberg. got... Well... He went face-to-face with Hamilton for two years. Yep. Yeah. And finally beat him. Yeah. And Lewis is arguably one of the greatest races of all time. Mm-hmm. Beat him. And then once he, once he beat him, he's like, yep, see ya. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is something that I think about a lot because I'm a, I'm a massive sports fan. And one of the most exciting parts of sport to me is the come up of the next big thing, the next big athlete in whatever mm-hmm. sport it is, and watching them grow into the superstar that you can see their potential um, may turn them into that's one of the most exciting parts of sport for me, sure. that development. And to me, the saddest part of, st- of sport is that aging lion who's getting over the hill who keeps coming back year after year for the yeah. wrong reasons. And like, I, I even think Conor about McGregor. this. Um, look, Conor McGregor, I don't really see the same way. He's still young. The dude's only 32. But that's old for a fighter. Not really. Like, I mean, in the, in the lighter weight classes... I mean, look, fighting generally uh, prefers the younger person. Mm. But most men are in their athletic prime around that 30, early 30s. And especially when it comes to fighting, because you are physically developed enough, but you also have the mental game as well. So he really should be in his prime as far as being a fighter goes. The thing that... He knows fucking not in. (laughs) Well, the problem with him, and what people, I guess, don't give him credit for, he's only fought the tippy top for years as well. Yeah. And to his credit... He gave Khabib probably the biggest challenge that Khabib had when he was yeah. champion. He made it to round four. No one else has. There's plenty of guys like Dustin Poirier who just beat Connor. He made it to round two. But I, I agree with you in that it's because I look at it from a psychological point of view. It's like, no, 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 I'm still relevant. I'm still relevant. Mm-hmm. I'm still relevant. And look, some people may have a, a point to prove, but what was so beautiful about Ash is like, she's like, nah, yeah. I've done it. And that's the thing. What made me really sad in the last couple of weeks is Tom Brady announced he was coming out of retirement. Yeah, he saw fuel prices. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, yeah. He, oh, well, I guess he's fueling a private jet, so maybe it was fuel yeah. prices. But, like, that makes me sad. The dude was the GOAT. And his story of, like, leaving the Patriots and going and winning with a rival team was an amazing story. It was so good. And he was the GOAT and he retired as the GOAT. And then it's like... You know, he's pulled a John Farnham, and now we, he's come back again. And you just go... Maybe his missus is really boring, and he got he spent a couple of days at home. He's like, do you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> this is hard. Well, I think you do. Like, That's actually a bigger consideration than I think most people actually give it credit for when it comes to athletes, because they're away all yeah. the time. But Daytime TV sucks. <laughs> 
But for me, I, I honestly go, I, is this a mental illness that is created when people become too attached to what they believe their identity yeah. is? And Tom Brady's identity was, I'm a quarterback and I'm the greatest quarterback of all time. And when I retire, I'm no longer that. What a, who am I? Like Zoolander. Yeah. Right? Ash Barty pulling out when she did, you're the GOAT. You're the greatest Australian sports person I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Hugely impressive. Congratulations to her. And, and you know, whatever she does next, she's going to break She'll kill her. Yeah. 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 And it could be something completely different. Yeah. You know? What was the other thing you want to speak about? So the next thing, I want to start, I'll go into the politics thing a little bit and a bit of international politics too. Yeah. Uh, so a few big stories came out this week. Uh, story number one, which may have ramifications for us, is... Uh, <laughs> ramekins? Ramekins. <laughs> Jacinda Ardern from New Zealand. New Zealand PM. I, I believe she's uh, joined the um, aerobatics. Doing backflips. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So she has just announced uh, that from the 4th of April, they will be removing the requirement for vaccine passports and most other COVID restrictions in most industries. And I don't know the full list of industries that they won't be removed from. I'm assuming it's going to be everything except health. And that will be for working and attending venues. So New Zealand, which was like the hermit kingdom, apart from WA, has gotten rid of mandates before we have. Now, this to me smacks of politics and public sentiment mm. because she was also, I think it was two weeks ago, they went on a fucking nationwide lockdown again. Yeah. They've got surging cases at the moment and yet she's still going out there and actually removing oh, is the Is because the fixes don't do anything? <laughs> is that because the high rates don't actually do anything <laughs> to stop the spread? Yeah. So that's a big news story for us. and some We the... know that our viewers love the accents. So <laughs> just my... keep them coming, bro. That keep was my Kiwi accent. Yeah. Um, that's a massive story. I only do the whites. You only do the whites. You're only allowed to pay out whites on the internet these days. Correct. If, if you pay out anything else, you're getting big shit or removed. So that's a huge story. And I know that a mate of mine mentioned that I think Anastasia Palaszczuk was supposed to be making some announcement this week. And by the time this comes out, the announcement may have been made. But surely this has to start putting pressure on our local politicians to start, like, at least coming out with a plan. I But I don't think there's any need to because I think the news cycle has moved past it. And I think people have forgotten about the unwashed in Queensland. Yeah, well... There's no talk about it on the news at all. None. Zero. Which is a problem. Because it just means that you just keep rolling off on with life as it is. Correct, yeah. And what what is terrifying for me being a Queenslander is... Have you ever read Queensland's three-step plan to managing the pandemic? First, so you get the job. Then you get the car keys. Then you get the chicks. Then you get the chicks. Yeah. Basketball reference, whatever. Um, so we're in phase three now, I think. Right. That's the last phase. And there's, there's nothing about removing mandates ever right. in their plan on how to manage COVID. Now, uh, many of you won't know, but um, they just extended the state of emergency until yeah. the 24th of June. So one of, the, one of the big problems that you've got in Queensland is that there is no ability to block anything the government wants to do because of how the, the government's set yeah. up in Queensland. That's what I was saying before. There's not, there's not enough... There's not enough democracy in this democracy. Yeah. And I was going to bring up a point before, but thanks for bringing me back to it. When when you say there's not enough 
participation in our democracy. Let me give you an example of a country that does give you participation and what that might look like. Switzerland. Switzerland just had... So they have a referendum on many different... Uh, what's it called? Issues. Yeah, social issues. Or, yeah. Um... So essentially the way it works is this. You put out a petition and you go, I disagree with this thing, and you have to get a certain amount of signatures on that petition. That then gets tabled to the government and the government puts it out to referendum and the people vote on it. And whichever way it goes, that is then locked in time for six years. So it's six years. And so in other words, you have to, you have to give it a go for six years. Yep. And then at the end of that, if you're not happy with it, you can get the signatures and you can go again. Yep. And that just happened recently when it came to vaccine mandates. So they've just removed them. And that's gone to referendum. So now that can't be challenged for six years. Mm. And it was only like, it was smaller margins than you might think. I think it was... Uh, 52 in favour of removing them and 48% yeah, wow. against. So it was very close. But the people majority spoke, rule. majority rules, and that's set in stone now for six years. And they do that on all major issues. They did it on gay marriage a few years ago, mm. right? That's what we should be doing over here that never gets spoken about. Yeah. Like, we went to referendum on gay marriage. We haven't gone to referendum on fucking anything else since then. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when we did it, though? I was thinking, like, when they got the results... Do you remember that we're thinking about pulling it? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Remember? Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, nah, like, we've got to redo it because, like, we didn't really ask the right question about it. Yeah. Like, you know these guys are gay, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, did we mention that they're gays? <laughs> that's what it was It's like. not happy marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these, conser- like, super conservative guys are like, no, oh, no, nah, like, I'm sure, like, look, let me ask the question again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I think we could use with a a little bit of a sprinkle of um, of more democracy. Mm. I'll tell you someone who is fighting back hard at uh, politicians, mm. and that's Georgia Shanks and Friendly Geordies. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, if you guys haven't heard, like you need to go check out his channel, Friendly Geordies. Yeah, the guy's a beast. Mm-hmm. He's already he's taken down uh, at least one super high profile politician. Yep. He's trying to effectively get an entire branch of government <laughs> gone. Yeah. And just to show you that we're not for right wing, he's he's a hard out, died in the wall Labour supporter. Yeah. And this, he's very entertaining and very informative. Yeah. yeah he yeah, comes yeah. up with a lot of extremely good content. We do listen to both. Yeah. We do listen to both. That's how we um, know how bad that side is. Um, <laughs> but no, no, he's doing some... He's going ham at these guys. Mm. And the... There was a barrister. I, I, I need to. Go, I'll put his name up the yeah. next time. But they'll they'll put like the not the Senate hearings, but I'll put the inquiries yeah. that are all public, um, accessible to the public. Mm-hmm. The 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 lawyer or the ex lawyer that's now a politician that's fighting this. David Shoebridge. Is he the white haired guy? The no, older one. Sorry, Shoebridge is Shoebridge the younger is the guy. Other dude. Yeah, yeah. It's the other one. I can't remember. He is one of look. I am attracted to the way that man speaks. Yeah. It is stunning. Mm. He is such a mastermind of, like, he's a lyrical genius. Yeah. yeah. And just the way he'll, he'll grill these people, but in such... He, sit, he sits back. Mm. He sits back and he goes, oh, and he just asks this question. Oh, would it be fair to say that, um, you know, you know, X mm. and Y and there? The guy goes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, then can you explain to me how th- this happened? Yeah. And he's like, oh. And they fall for it every time. Yeah, they <laughs> cut themselves. Like, yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. But look, for, for what we're referring to, 
essentially what's happened with Friendly Geordies, Jordan Shanks, and his producer, Christo Lanka, they have exposed systemic corruption within the New South Wales government and their links with the New South Wales Police Force, particularly their fixated persons unit. So the very long story short was essentially their channel did some disparaging videos about ex-Liberal Deputy Premier John Barillaro and what it essentially has been alleged is that John Barillaro approached the fixated persons unit, which is essentially a counter-terrorism arm of the New South Wales Police Force. And why that's important is because the rules are completely different if you get labelled a terrorist than just a normal criminal. Yep. So he approached the fixated persons unit to then open an investigation on Jordan Shanks and the Friendly Geordie's channel, which ended up resulting in the aggressive arrest and assault of Christo Lanka, the producer, which was caught on camera, fortunately. Mm-hmm. And essentially, this, this went to court, right? And they were trying to pull their channel off, trying to pull videos off, all these other things, but it was all sold under a false pretext of them threatening, uh, John Barillara feeling threatened by Christo mm-hmm. Lanka. Christo Lang is like a 20-year-old. He's year 19. Old. Oh, he's 19 years old. He's 19 years old. He's about 48 kilos. He looks like... Um, have you seen... You're, you've been an Ozark fan? Yeah. You know the blonde chick from Ozark? Yeah. He looks like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And John Barillaro, who was I don't scared. know fuck about shit. Yeah, that chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What's her name? Can't remember. Oh, yeah. Ruth. Ruth, yeah. yeah, yeah. John Barillaro essentially has said uh, in court that he's scared of Ruth. <laughs> He's physically scared of Yeah, Ruth. I would be scared of the character Ruth. Oh, yeah. 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 So. But not Krista Lanka. What, what is the point of this? This is a massive perversion of justice, mm. which has only been able to be exposed, number one, because Jordan Shanks has the biggest nuts in Australia. Yeah. Number two, because he's got enough of a following to be able to crowdfund legal costs. That he's actually been able to challenge a lot of these things. Yeah, in I think court. he's dropped a million dollars on legal fees. A million dollars. Yeah, I think it's over. Right. Yeah, because he did have to pay. He had to pay a, a yeah. certain portion for some things he said about bras. Yeah, yeah. Great content too. Um, but essentially, what what does this mean? This means that we had a high-ranking government official. You like one one thing that I've left out, which you really need to know, a key issue. A politician can't go to the fixated person's unit and put in a complaint. That's not how it works. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. So it's corruption. Yeah, and he's effectively got the, the government uses the fixated person's unit as a uh, as a um, a military for hire. Yes. To mercenaries to, for a hire. Mer- mercenary for hire to um, to knock out any dissidents that's out of yeah, the, uh, that's in the right. public arena. And obviously John Barillaro was liberal and friend you know, Jordan Shanks very pro-Labor. So clearly, he want, like Jordan wants to make Liberal look bad, mm. and John Barillaro has tried to corruptly use the New South Wales Police Force to remove Jordan yeah. Shanks from the internet. And John should have just fought back uh, in the same way that Jordan fought with facts. Yeah. But it's when people don't bring facts to the party, you know that uh, and this, they're in the wrong. Well, this is the issue with the arrogance of corrupt politicians. Because for so long, they just feel like they're above the law. Well, you know what he's doing now. John Barillaro. Yeah, no. suing Google. Oh, is he? Yeah, because oh, they shouldn't have, been, shouldn't have been allowed to have that online. Why stuff. bother? 
Why bother now? It's a, it's a pantomime, mate. It's yeah. a pantomime. Yeah. So anyway, what, what, why is this important? Because this is exposing government and police corruption. And it's only been able to be exposed because it was by a high-profile individual who actually had some crowdfunding behind him to take the stuff to court. Mm. Because every other, like... Average Joe Blow, if they had this stuff happen to them, they would have rolled they'd over be in jail. straight away and they'd be in jail. Yeah. And they would self-censor forever yeah. from there, which is exactly what they want. Now, what else is concerning for me about this, and this is something that I want you guys to keep an eye on, is, and I only caught this news story just very briefly, the inquiry into the New South Wales flood response. So there's, there's been a full inquiry called... Guess who is heading that up? Who? Peter Dutton. No. Who? Mick Fuller. Oi. The guy? The ex-New South Wales Chief of Police who just retired, who's got a whole swag of corruption allegations being levelled at him as well in regards to him being involved in the ownership of racehorses with corrupt, dodgy business people that he didn't divulge. And also being the head of the gambling and gaming... Yeah. Um, council or whatever. Also has the world's smallest mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh. was, which is obviously why, if you were part of organised crime, I would target a police official with the smallest mouth because you know that nothing will come out of it. As another man with a small bird-like mouth, that guy's got a small mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a concern because now you've... So Mick Fuller, essentially... Did he escape any criticism because he'd left? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's a, a sideways step. Yep. He jump out now. We'll get you some sweet gig on, mm-hmm. on the side. So, Mick, Mick Fuller also was the attack dog for the politicians during COVID. So when they were sending police out to bash protesters and get them off the streets, Mick Fuller was heading that stuff up. Yep. He was the man. And now there's been an inquiry called into the government's response to a flood. And they're like, Lack of response. well, who can we rely on to give us a completely unbiased version of events? Let's get Captain Corrupto Mick Fuller. He's going to ride his horse in. Um, and it's that's exactly the same oh, my coaster. as what's happening in Queensland at the moment. It's, it's over there, bro. Not me. So in Queensland, um, obviously, you guys may have heard about Anastasia Palaszczuk's issues with integrity and all of these different integrity inquiries that they want to bring in. And I can't remember the, the guy who is going to be heading this up, but the the head of the integrity inquiry into, and it's not the Queensland government, it's purely the triple C, because it's not the corrupt politicians that are the problem, it's obviously an issue with the corruption body that's supposed to be policing them. Yeah. They're doing everything wrong. Corruption. We should just remove those people. But that's being headed up by an, an ex-Labor donor. So it's like you you you're trying to go. Oh, it's completely independent. Except this guy used to give us money, and I know that uh, our mate. Um, oh, what's his? I, I, what's our? Um, but no, I I, I I nothing him so much. Albanese. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting grilled on ABC, and they kept on asking him about, like, are you going to make a corruption watchdog? For at federal level and you effectively said no nah. <laughs> like that they all say that yeah no like why would we i wish i would just say that why would we why would we 
even give us the inkling of being exposed to something. Yeah. Why would I do that? That's right. You know, would you? Mm-hmm. Would you get? A, a, would you employ another manager to follow you around? Of course you wouldn't if you had no. the choice. That's why we're not doing it. Just That's be right. honest with us. Tell yeah, us yeah. why not. Not like, oh, there are like kind of internal independent bodies that are not really that independent, really under the direction of the people that they're trying to... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, is a, it is a bit crazy. So yeah. get involved in politics. Make your vote count. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's put a shot across the bow and uh, don't vote any of these major parties because, especially federally, mm-hmm. they have been the same party. Yeah, yeah. Liberal for and Labor big, are the, big, the same for party. For some big issues. Yeah. For some big issues. So let, let's let's get them out. Shoot across it. Like, let's, let's put a real big, big cannonball across the bow of these mm-hmm. guys and just say, hey, you need to, to shape up. Mm. So can... And I think in the coming couple of months but probably some more so next month as we get close to the federal election we'll do full election shows yeah based purely on the federal election and what you guys really need to know about that yeah there's one last point i want to get to speaking of democracies before we head out um have you heard about how good the democracy is going in ukraine at the moment no so there's been a bit of a uh, news story this week which is not super highly publicized uh the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, yep. has just banned 11 different political parties from undertaking any sort of political work in their country. Oh, there was great. Like in history, yeah. when one government quashes the voices of the uh, opposition. Yep. Has always worked out really, really well. Yeah. So, so Ukraine. So, I stand with the people of Ukraine mm-hmm. and their that leader. Yeah. So look at the media coverage that Ukraine's getting in the moment. They are being put up there as some like democratic Atlantis, right? <laughs> Where they are they are the oppressed. And unfortunately, as we've seen in recent years. Western media has just got the narrative as always. There is an oppressor and an oppressed, and the Ukraine is—they're the Ukrainian people. They're the oppressed, and the Russians are the oppressors. Right now, what that always does is it means we make the victim the hero, yeah. and we make the other people the aggressor. So we talk all bad stuff about the bad yeah. people, and we talk all good stuff about the good people. Yeah. One of the things that we said on recent podcasts is that Ukraine has been up there with one of the most corrupt countries in the world for a long time. Mm. It's just an issue with that region, really. And this this is just another example of that. So the head, the yeah, zoom in, yeah, yeah, exactly, zoom in on and like look at look at the the whole picture, but understand it for what it is. Don't it, it can't all be positive all the time. And when you consider the fact that they are at war, they're being invaded. But the number one thing on this dude's agenda was, well, we need to make sure that there's no opposition political parties that are able to do any sort of political undertakings in the country. Where are the priorities? Or is this Volodymyr Zelensky doing what politicians always do, which is you've always got to make the best of a good crisis? I'm taking the crisis of the Russian invasion and I'm using it to my political advantage by rubbing out the other political parties. And what does Vladimir Putin always get criticised for? Removing the opposition. It's the same thing. This is 22 Jump Street. 21 is Russia, Ukraine is 22. The same thing. And on that note, thank you very much. And we'll see you next RDO. Cheers, guys.